Next on BYU Sports Nation, hello, Rivalry Week. Oh, we are all in. Cold conditioning included. Time to embrace the underdog role again. What did you see from BYU on Saturday that gives you more or less confidence against Utah? Plus, ESPN's Trevor Maddich on how BYU can actually beat Utah. Trajan Peely of BYU Football will join us. We're at Deseret First Credit Union. Live, let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now live from Deseret First Credit Union at South Campus, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Hello, Rivalry Week. Yeah. Your day-to-day play-by-play at Deseret First Credit Union today, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Monday, November 19th, wherever and however you're connected. Always nice to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who I'm pretty sure has more free T-shirts than you, Jerem Jordan. I do have a lot of free T-shirts, and people go crazy for free T-shirts. But I'm really excited to be here. It's always a good thing when we're here because that means BYU's playing Utah. And uh, Deseret First, we appreciate uh, their sponsorship of uh, the phone line on the show and everything they do for the rivalry. We got the Deseret First Dual Trophy here. Hopefully BYU's lifting this on Saturday. And it is the Utah week. It's been a while since this was the last week of the season. BYU and Utah, it just feels right. And uh, You just yeah. got a free T-shirt. Free T-shirt, yes. <laughs> Here it is. And it's just my size as well. You just got yeah. another free it's T-shirt. perfectly sized and an XL, maybe 2XL. Fantastic. Yep, if XL. you are local... And you'd like to come down and pick up some swag. I will In fact, give you my XL shirt. We've here. got free Deseret Duel uh, Royal Blue footballs. We've yeah. got T-shirts. We've yeah, got fantastic. Uh, uh, a beanbag toss, donuts, drinks. And really, it's not that cold. I'm, I'm about ready I, to take off my coat. I thought it would be super cold. It ain't, this ain't nothing, man. You know when it's going to be cold? On Saturday during the game. Because yeah. it's going to snow Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Can't wait for that. You're going to be on the sidelines there. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I am ex- obviously excited for the game. Uh, the weather, well, it uh, it could play a huge factor in how this game plays out on could Saturday night. an equalizer, night. perhaps. Oh, my goodness. Uh, today's show lineup includes the aforementioned Trevor Maddich of ESPN. He'll join us in 15 minutes. And uh, we're going to ask him how BYU puts together a game plan that can actually beat BYU. Also, Or Utah, well, rather. Or sorry, yeah, beat Utah. Yes, yeah, let's, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, how many times did he lose to a rival BYU? He'll tell yeah, us. We'll address that as well. We know the answer. BYU defensive lineman Trajan Peely joins us in 30 minutes. What is his confidence level of this BYU team heading into rivalry week now that the Cougars are bowl eligible? And here are today's BYUSN headlines. The Cougars beat up on New Mexico State 45-10 to on senior night. Rushing for 317 yards as a team, freshman Lopini Katoa. Apparently, he's healthy now. He had 155 of those yards, including four rushing touchdowns. That was a strike. First and goal. Is it four for number four? Yes. Touchdown, Katoa. Four rushing touchdowns on the night. The most since Jamal Williams went for five in September of 2016 against Toledo. BYU now bowl eligible. They prepare to face rival and Pac-12 South champion Utah this Saturday at Rice-Eccles Stadium. They finally did it. They got the division title. Men's Hoops beats Alabama Saturday, 91-60. Yoli Childs put up his third double-double in five games this season. 18 points, 12 rebounds. TJ Haas, a game-high 19. Zach Selyus, 15 points with three threes, including this one. Blocks Reader, 
to Hardnet. Down floor, Selyus transition triple. Got it! Zach Selyus with his third three. Boom, baby. The Cougars host Rice Wednesday, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. How about this? Men's cross country finishes second in the nation nice. at the NCAA nice. cross country championships. Up one spot from where they finished last year. They did it in Madison, Wisconsin, in the snow, in the freezing cold. Four runners, Connor Mance, Rory Linkletter, Connor McMillan, and Clayson Shumway finished with All-American status. Oh, and then there's what the women's team did. They finished seventh at nationals they were ranked ninth going in erica burke jarvis and courtney Wayment also taking home all american honors very nice really proud of that both those teams and whose idea is it to run the ncaa championships in wisconsin in november I have no idea i've heard of some dumb ideas that's one of the dumbest now here's the thing it's one thing to be ranked <laughs> in the top 10 it's another to finish yes top 10 fantastic and number one BYU women's volleyball, still undefeated, baby, 27-0 after sweeping Pacific. Ronnie Jones-Perry of Copper Hills High led the Cougars, 16 kills, hit 519 regular season finale tomorrow at LMU. A lot on the line. LMU's a pretty good team, and things have gotten weird there in the past. How does BYU show up to finish off what they hope is a perfect regular season? All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. The BYU Cougars are now bowl eligible. They got to win number six by beating up on New Mexico State 45-10 to on Saturday night. With that in mind, Jerem, with six wins in place, and the Cougars most likely headed to the postseason. In fact, they are. Just put it in your mind. They're They're going going to the postseason. What's the contract with ESPN worth? They can't get into a bowl game. They're going to a bowl game. They're going. Is this season already a success because BYU is bowl eligible? Well, I I think it's relative success. I think generally speaking, what is the standard of BYU? It's not to finish with, say, seven regular season wins. So I I wouldn't say yes in that regard. But I would say, yes, BYU has progressed. Last year was an abomination. BYU's uh, made sure that it wasn't that. BYU's played a tougher schedule, in my opinion. Um, BYU has certainly progressed, and that's a great thing. BYU should be proud of that. Getting back to a bowl game, that means something, right? So now this group of freshmen says, yeah, we don't have losing a losing record in the regular season, right? BYU still needs to go to and win a bowl game and or beat Utah to have a winning record. But uh, success feels different. There have been some real highs, let's acknowledge. At Arizona, fantastic win. At the time, Wisconsin, fantastic win, top ten team. I don't, that's still a good win, people. Yes, yeah, seven yeah. and four, Wisconsin. Still yeah, they, a good they win. lost four games. The only one they lost at home was to BYU. There you go. There's no glory in beating UMass and uh, New Mexico State per se, but if BYU can go to a bowl game uh, and, and win at least the seventh game there, at least go seven and six. Okay, progress. Like straight up, yeah, that was a successful season. I'm not quite sure because I'm not ready to lower the standard of what a successful season means at BYU yet. I'm glad you're in on this conversation because Jason Shepard and I started this conversation last week before BYU was technically bowl eligible. Now that they are officially bowl eligible, we can dive into it once again. And I'm sticking to the same rhetoric that I brought forth last week. That is BYU has progressed. But if they don't finish with at least a winning record, I cannot deep down inside say, yes, it was a successful season. BYU's got to either beat Utah or win the bowl game to finish 7-6 and six before I'm ready to call this a success. Now, you, there are different levels of success. It's all relative. Yeah, it's all subjective. Yes, so. but to a degree, it will be successful if BYU finishes with a winning record. 6-7, and seven, okay, I'm okay with the progress title. Progress is always good, never bad, right? Um, but straight up success. So, 2010 BYU finished seven and six with the bowl win. 
They had a freshman quarterback. It felt good. Um, I, I don't know that we'd call it a successful season, but it was like, okay, we're building. It was a rebuilding year. BYU started this is one a rebuilding year for BYU. BYU started one and four that season. Yes. BYU started seven three, and six. BYU started three and one in this one. So maybe that's why we feel that way is it, it wasn't a slow start and then a, a fast finish to the end. It's been kind of a slower finish to the end. Post Utah State, though, BYU's played better ball defensively. They, they've been good. But, yeah, BYU needs to needs to do what they can't. If BYU beats Utah, it changes the season. It really does. And and go to a bowl game, win that bowl game, you, f- you feel much better. You do. Get to seven wins. Okay, 11 games into the season, following a 45-10 win against New Mexico State. What did you see Saturday that gives you more or less confidence going into the Utah game? I don't know that there is anything that BYU could have done outside of maybe scoring like 100 points against New Mexico State that would have made me feel like, oh, okay. 100 would have been yeah. a good yeah, result. Yeah, 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 100 <laughs> points. Okay, I'm, I'm uh, confident that the offense has the ability to score. Uh, BYU won. It was good, 45-10. to 10. But I have to admit, when I saw Corbin Kafusi walk out with a boot and found out later he is projected to miss the remainder of the season, I hate that so much for BYU's chances against Utah. He's the disruptor up front on that defensive line. You already have Zane Anderson out. Now Corbin Kafusi is going to be out. So that makes me feel less confident against Utah's offense that all of a sudden has hit this stride with their backup quarterback and backup running back, Armand Shining. Those guys are high-level players. They're playing like the starters. So Corbin Kafusi being injured and out, that makes me less confident in BYU's chances because he is that good of a player. I will say this, Lopini Katoa, I'm glad to see he's healthy. Oh, absolutely. 155 yards. Peak performance. He can take a beating. Like he, he he can take can grass take in his helmet like <laughs> he's still watering it. He's, that he's, was fantastic. He's the Katoa Chia pet <laughs> after that that long 50-yard run down the sideline and had a huge piece of sod stuck in his face mask. He looks so defeated in that moment. He's like, "Oh, I can't even I'm so it. tired." <laughs> I'm happy to see that he's healthy because for whatever reason, he wasn't playing a ton. He wasn't getting consistent carries, 155 yards, four touchdowns. So, yes, I like that BYU has at least the combo of Katoa and Hadley and then hopefully Squally can. You think Squally, so we're like, yeah, he's out injured. And then we see him running down the tunnel for senior night and we're like, homie's injured. He's sprinting down the tunnel for senior night. He looks great. They're clearly saving him for Utah. Um, More? Not really. Less? Not really. I th- I think BYU two weeks ago was like, okay, hey, let's play Utah. Like, there wasn't a ton you could do against those two teams that would be like, dude, we are ready to play Utah. Utah is a better team than BYU right now. But will they be better on Saturdays? That's the, the beauty of it. It's can, one game, one day, you never know. Can BYU do what they did? Can September Road BYU show up 45 miles to the north on Saturday? Because that team was awesome on September the road. September Road double-digit underdog BYU. Yes. It's back. Yes. It's back. Speaking of that, Jerem, the Cougars are a 13.5-point underdog, to be specific, and to add to that double-digit underdog story. Is it fair that they go into Salt Lake City as almost a two-touchdown underdog? Probably. Utah's a top-20 team. They're on fire right now. BYU's a 6-5 and five team. What reason is there for this not to be that? I, I think it's probably fair. It's at Utah. After a 3-1 and one start, BYU's gone 3-4. and four. BYU 7-4 and four against the spread, by the way. BYU has been a double-digit favorite or dog in 9 of the 12. Good grief. And when it was a single-digit, BYU lost all three of those. So maybe it's a good thing that BYU is <laughs> 10-plus either way, right? In this case, a, a, a dog. Listen, BYU's got an underdog mentality in this as well. BYU's lost seven in a row. 
There's the, Utah's in a power five. Like, there's all these things going against BYU mentally. But I think that this BYU team has a chip on its shoulder. It, it knows what it is. It knows what it does well and does not. Can the Utah fan quarterback that is the BYU quarterback now, and he's changed affiliation, right? Can he do something special in the place where he originally wanted to go to school? But I, I think that this is a fair line because it doesn't matter. BYU has overcome a 23-and-a-half point line. This season. So what's 13 and a half? Yeah, they were 11, I think, going into the Arizona game as well. 13 and a half. Could be 21 and a half for all I care. It doesn't matter to me. BYU has a chance to go and beat Utah in Salt Lake City and spoil something good that they have going. Can you imagine the week after the division title that BYU loses to Utah? Playing the ultimate. That Utah loses to BYU. Spoiler role. That would be fantastic. Yes. Outside of a contingent of blue-goggled BYU fans and the players and coaching staff, there aren't many people that believe BYU has a legitimate shot in this game. And I love yes. that there is no expectation. I, I think that Utah fans should be nervous because they think I've, – I've talked to a relative of mine who's a big Utah fan. He's like, for the first time in a long time, I'm not nervous about this game, and that makes me extremely nervous. Yes. <laughs> the Cougars are bowl eligible. There's, they what don't, does BYU have to lose in this? They're expected to oh, lose eight in again row, seven in a row. at like, home. Trust me, we're used to losing. Three. To lose again, I love that there is no expectation. Again, outside of the coaches, and the players, and the blue goggled fans, I mean, ninety nine percent of the country is giving BYU no shot to go into Salt Lake City and win this game, and I love it. CSPN FPI. I, I love that idea. I think BYU had like an eleven percent chance. Eleven percent chance. So there you go. Which is. Right around what it was for BYU to go and beat Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin was 6.6% chance that BYU had to win that game. Can BYU summon their Eagle powers for one game on Saturday? Perhaps they already used it against Wisconsin. But can they do it one more? That's the thing with football. It's one game. The better team typically wins. But guess what? Can BYU summon that for one game and just see if they can't be plus yes. two in turnover yes. margin? Yes. Make some field goals. Matt Gay somehow misses a couple. Jason Shelley and, and Armand Schott. BYU They're does like have the number the, one ranked field goal defense in the country. That's right. If it comes down to that, there's no better field goal defense <laughs> than BYU. Five out of 16, is that what it is? Six, or six, six, out, six, six out, out of 17. Six, six out of 17. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. They made New Mexico State they made, made one. one. Yeah, yeah I, look, I, I'm, I'm looking at the camera. BYU, nobody believes that you can beat Utah. Nobody, no, 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 nobody, nobody believes. believes. You and can do it. And it's exactly you can do it. where I want that to be. Use everything you can as motivation to spoil their season. Oh, I love that would the be, I'm telling nothing you. to lose mentality going into this game. I'm telling you, what if you the, the year that Utah wins the division that they end the streak? <laughs> Blaine Fowler. Blaine Fowler brought up a great point. If BYU beats Utah, who just won the Pac-12 South, are the Cougars the de facto Pac-12 South champions? Because they beat Arizona. Get because they beat here. Arizona and Utah. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Our question of the day. What did you see from BYU on Saturday night that gives you more or less confidence going into the rivalry showdown with Utah? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. From the Fongolian on Instagram, another slow start 
makes me worried a repeat of the 2015 Las Vegas Bowl is coming. Oh, but that was epically bad. With Katoa and Hadley showing a dynamic rushing attack gives me hope we will see a good game. BYU doesn't have to be good on the ground. They just have to be good enough. The key is Zach Wilson to this entire thing. Yeah. Like, if Zach Wilson can make plays with his feet and then a few with his arm, you got a shot. I want it to be weird. Weather-wise, I want it to oh, be that's ugly. Be I want it to be the ugliest football game ever because if that's the case, then it's going to be three, three nothing yeah, Utah. It's going to be yeah. low scoring, yeah. and then when you get to the fourth quarter, if it's a one-score game, all bets are off, man. All bets are off. If it's ugly and low scoring and a one-score game in the fourth quarter. So I want the weather to ruin this game. I want it to ruin this game. I want BYU to ruin the game. Utah. <laughs> Coming up, defensive lineman Trajan Peely joins us live here at Deseret First Credit Union. Are the Cougars ready for the Utes? And next, ESPN's Trevor Maddich on a Maddich Monday. Does he think BYU's success on Saturday will carry over in any way? And what's the game plan to beat the Utes? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Today, following BYU Sports Nation at 1 Eastern time, Greg Rubel talks with the BYU football coordinators on Coordinator's Corner. Today, it's Elisa Tuiaki and Ed Lamb. It's the season finale of Coordinator's Corner at the top of the hour on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Live from Deseret First Credit Union, the campus branch in Provo, Utah at BYU. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. A reminder, you can listen to the show on demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. Watch it anytime you want by going to BYUSN.com. We have free T-shirts. There are free mini basketballs, free mini footballs, a beanbag toss. There are donuts. Fr- there's free soda. soda. There's a- they're always free soda here. Off it's campus. Awesome. Yeah. So it's. Right. Well, that doesn't matter because you can get caffeine on campus. But. True. But still, you can come here for free soda. Free soda. Awesome. Let's come go. We are uh, showing you the Deseret First dual trophy on our desk here. It is Rivalry Week. BYU Sports Nation doing it big to kick off the Rivalry Week. Our question of the day. What did you see from BYU football on Saturday against New Mexico State that gives you more or less confidence going into the Utah game? At Leah Shebnell says, after seeing Corbin Kafusi was out, I immediately feared for Utah. But then I saw the other Kafusis and defense step up, and a little confidence came back. Isaiah Kafusi had a tremendous interception in that game, kind of one-handed. He has two, by the way. He leads the team. It had been seven different guys that had a pick, and then Isaiah meant that he's the leader. I hate so much that Corbin Kafusi and Zane Anderson are both out. Yeah, that's I love trouble. that Zane's going to play next year, but... You would think that BYU's defense and, and could use any break and any catch they could have with, with one of the, at least one of those yeah. guys being in this They're game. giving up 15 a game in the last four, though. They've found something. I think the competition went down a little bit, but they've played really well. Hey, that was Boise State. There's Boise State in that mix. So yeah. perhaps that gives you a shot of confidence. Uh, join in using the hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is ESPN college football insider, analyst, and expert. He's also a national champion, Trevor Maddich. Welcome back to another Maddich Monday. It's Rivalry Week, Trevor. Rivalry Week. This is uh, BYU Super Bowl. Let's go ahead and just clear this out of the way right now. Uh, for those that don't know and uh, have missed uh, several other interviews during Rivalry Weeks, how many times did you lose to your rival at BYU? Actually, none. We were 8-0 and against Utah and Utah State. So if you want to know what it's like to lose to your rival, you'll have to ask somebody else. Sorry about that. It's pretty incredible. And you know what? It still matters. All these years later, we like to have fun and talk trash, but it still 
matters. This is this is a huge week for BYU. Ironically, far less of a huge week for Utah, because they're one win away from winning the Pac-12 and playing in the Rose Bowl, and it might maybe against Ohio State in the Rose Bowl, and that win is not BYU for them. So to Utah, this is a it's a rivalry. It's a big deal. It matters a lot. But they've got concrete goals that are still right out in front of them that go beyond bragging rights. So I think that's one of the places that BYU has got to hope that Utah might be seeing this as a regular game and BYU seeing it as their Super Bowl because that's one of the things that has to happen for BYU to have a chance. Trevor, what did you see from BYU on Saturday night against New Mexico State to impact how you feel about the Cougars going into the rivalry game against Utah? You know, one of the biggest matchups that BYU will need to click in order to have a chance against Utah is quarterback to tight end. And I thought Zach Wilson threw a lot of passes that showed great accuracy, great um, uh, velocity. I thought he showed great confidence. And he'll need that, but he'll also need to throw to those tight ends because he can get some physical mismatches there. And against New Mexico State, his two tight ends, Holker and Bushman, had more catches than all the other receivers combined. Now, that's not, not, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that the other receivers were doing something bad. I know BYU jumped out to a lead and started to take the air out of the ball in the second half. At the same time, I like it that Wilson developed that kind of chemistry going into the Utah game because that chemistry will be necessary. This is going to be certainly a road test for BYU, and Utah would appear to be the better team. But what do you think, if anything, that BYU does better than Utah, Trevor? <sighs> you know, this year I can't defense. really. Yeah, maybe that's it. That's about the only thing. I mean, even special teams, Utah excels traditionally. This Utah team is really good, and and even though Utah lost their quarterback, Tyler Huntley, Jason Shelley has done really well. Zach Moss is out, but they're they're still the best running team in the Pac-12, and BYU, in having lost Zane Anderson a while ago and then Corbin Kafusi here recently, you know, can't play without their stars and expect to go out there and have anywhere near the same kind of impact. doesn't mean they can't win. It just means it, it hurts BYU more than it hurts Utah because Utah is the best combination offensive and defensive line of the Pac-12. And that's saying something when you consider that Stanford and Washington are traditionally outstanding at the line of scrimmage. Well, no, it's Utah. And Utah usually is competing for that title anyway. And so the fact that they've got a, a young quarterback playing behind an offensive line that's dominating and they've got a defensive line that's dominating as well, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to point to something that BYU does better than Utah. But you guys made a great point a couple of minutes ago. The best team is not going to win this game. The best team on that day is going to win this game. And BYU can out-execute and out-effort Utah to give them their chance to win. Trevor Maddich of ESPN with us on BYU Sports Nation. We're diving into the game plan of how BYU can actually pull off the upset against the Utes. They're a 13.5-point underdog. I can't help but want Mother Nature to wreak havoc. And there is snow in the schedule. If this game gets muddied and it's ugly... Who's to say that BYU can't put a drive together late in a one-score game if it's really affected by snow and all of the mud and come out of there with the win? I, I don't know. How much, how much do you think that weather could impact what BYU can do against Utah in this game that they're a near-two-touchdown underdog? Well, Utah played a snow game against Colorado last week, and that affected their running game. It affected every, both teams. 
And so Utah will come into that game with some recent experience relative to that. But I think that anytime there's bad weather, anytime the, there's sloppy field conditions, it always plays to the benefit of the lesser talented team. Not that it means that they'll win. What it means is it usually takes the top off of any talent advantage that the other side has. It kind of tends to mash everybody together towards a, a sloppy middle. And if it is that kind of a game, then, then good. I think that'll help BYU. Ultimately, though, it doesn't change what BYU has to do. And at the 30,000-foot level, what that means is don't beat yourself. Make Utah earn every yard, every score, every stop more football games are lost than they are won. And a lot of times when you're playing a team that's better than you, if you just stay on your feet and keep pushing, if you stay on your feet, be in the right spot, and make them actually go through you and defeat you in order to get something accomplished on a given play, then you put them in a position to where when they make a mistake and you take advantage of it, you've got an edge. And that's what I talk about execution, BYU in this game will have to out-execute Utah, which is hard to do. Utah's a very well-coached team. But the weather could help to kind of limit some of the talent advantages on the lines that Utah has just because neither team will be able to get a whole lot of traction. Every game with Utah seems to be different. Two years ago, you have Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams, BYU's plus three, and it comes down to a two-point conversion. And no matchup in college football the last, like, 10, 15 years has had closer games than this one. Even a 4-9 and nine BYU team was within one score of Utah last year who won seven games. But to me, Trevor, the key player in this whole thing is Zach Wilson. I think if Zach Wilson, the lifelong Ute who's now a Cougar, if he can play a good game, manage the game, make some plays with his legs, then BYU has a chance. What role do you think he has to play in this game? Yeah, first do no harm is the Hippocratic Oath of freshman quarterbacks. And keep in mind there's a freshman quarterback on the other side. So which one will make the big mistake? Which one will make the big play? So the first thing he needs to do is remember the laws of physics. If he throws the ball directly at the chest of a Utah defender with the receiver on the, on the other side, that ball will not dematerialize, pass through the chest of the Utah defender, and rematerialize on the other side in the hands of a BYU receiver. So first don't take risks until he absolutely has to. But remember that when he gets on a roll, that his confidence is going, he, he throws the ball with a, sort of an astonishing uh, impact. I remember a couple of games ago when Andre Ware, Heisman Trophy winner, was doing the game, he was gushing over the arm talent and the potential of Zach Wilson. Well, arm talent is one thing, but the art of quarterbacking is the other part of it. And arm talent usually will not overcome poor quarterbacking. That means get into the right plays, make the right decisions. You know, understand when sometimes the defense won. Sometimes it's their play. They got it. They got us beat. Well, in those plays, don't try to make something out of nothing because that's usually when it goes for a huge play for the defense. Acknowledge that, hey, they got us this play, fine, throw it away, survive to run the next play, or punt and survive to run the next series. So ultimately, his first goal is to be as boring as possible from a standpoint of managing (laughs) the game. And the next one is to, when there are receivers open, he just can't afford to not hit them. But they don't need to be the deep receivers. They could be the four, five, six-yard gains to stay even with the chains. That's okay, too. So basically, it's all about Zach Wilson's head 
and how calm he can be in his decision-making. I love that commentary, especially when I'm watching him escape just barely a couple of deep sacks by New Mexico State and thinking to myself, you know what, he's not going to be able to do that against Utah. Take the three- or four-yard quarterback sack instead of the 16-yarder and punt. Hold on to field position as much as you can. Live to play another day. Trevor, it's always great to talk to you, and we can't think of a better way to kick off Rivalry Week when, or then with the man who brings it uh, each and every Monday. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I tell you, the thing I'd like to see most here is for BYU to knock off Utah and then for Utah to win the Pac-12 and win the Rose Bowl. Because I tell you what, both of those would be great outcomes for those teams, and this is an exciting, exciting time for Utah football. Thank you, Trevor. Great stuff, man. All right. Trevor Maddich on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I've got to to disagree with Trevor. I hope that Utah loses every game the rest of history. (laughs) Coming up. It would be quite the story if BYU beats Utah and then then Utah wins the the Pac-12 championship. The rhetoric coming from BYU fans at that juncture would be hilarious. Yes, but I never root for Utah. Coming up, it was a good (laughs) week for going to... But how good, plus an update on Cougar opponents. Yeah, it was an okay week in going for two. It was, uh, a, it was a great week. BYU football defender Trajan Peely is braving the cold, even though it's not that cold and the sunshine feels amazing. But he's still with us, and we appreciate that. We're going to ask him how different Utah week is compared to the others. This is BYU Sports Nation. Tuesdays at 8 Eastern, watch or listen to BYU football with Kalani Sitake as host Greg Rebell chats with Sitake, a player and an assistant coach. It's the season finale tomorrow night, 8 Eastern on BYU TV, BYU Radio, and the apps. Let's keep it rolling with another look at today's headlines. BYU beats New Mexico State 45-10 on senior night. The Cougars rushed for a season-high 317 yards as a team. Freshman Lopini Katoa, he's healthy. At 155 yards, including four touchdowns. BYU now bowl eligible, and it's Utah week. The Cougars preparing to face the Pac-12 South champion Saturday night at Rice-Eccles Stadium. Men's Hoops beats Alabama A&M Saturday, 91-60. Yoli Childs put up his third double-double of the season, 18 points, 12 rebounds. T.J. Haas scored a game-high 19. The Cougars host Rice Wednesday, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Congratulations to BYU men's cross-country. They finished second in the nation at the NCAA Cross-Country Championships in Madison, Wisconsin. Four runners, Connor Mance, Rory Linkletter, Connor McMillan, and Clayson Shumway all finished with All-American status. The women took seventh at Nationals, up two spots from their ranking. Erica Burke-Jarvis and Courtney Wayman also honored as All-Americans. Fantastic results. Plus, the number one BYU women's volleyball team still undefeated, 27-0. They swept Pacific. Ronnie Jones-Perry led the Cougars with 16 kills, hit 519. The regular season finale is tomorrow at LMU. Joining us now, number two on the guest list today, BYU defender Trajan Peely played a prominent role in BYU's win against New Mexico State. Trajan, welcome What's to up, the show Trajan? at Desert First here. Credit Union. Appreciate it. We appreciate you showing up in uh, some warmer clothing to <laughs> to braid the cold, but it, it actually feels pretty good right now. Yeah, it's not too bad, to be honest. It was pretty cold Saturday night, though. Describe what it was like playing in that game. I think I've actually played in colder, if I'm being honest. Probably okay. the week before at UMass, right? Yes. <laughs> that, yeah, be- that, that was way colder. Than because that, it was actually. windy? It wasn't really windy Saturday no. night, which it was is just nice. a, just a little chill. So. Yeah. Did you go sleeveless? Uh, no, I actually wore sleeves, but yeah. I rolled them up. But I rolled them up to, like, right here, so... Because the other guys show you up, right? When they go sleeveless, you're like, oh, 
Come on, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> and all these videos, people coming out shirtless, you know. Well, the New Mexico State lineman wandered out early. I don't know if you heard about this or whatever. I did. Yeah. With uh, no shirts on. It was, it was uh, not a sight to behold. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trajan, it's rivalry week. And I know you want to take off the high that uh, you got from beating New Mexico State 45-10. to 10, But now, now that it is Utah week, where's your mind right now? Uh, with the Utes bearing down on Saturday night. You know, one of the benefits of win this week is obviously we're bowl eligible, and so that was a good, a good achievement. But that kind of takes that pressure off this game. You know, it would have been a little bit different. It was, you know, if this was a game that decided bowl eligibility or not. And so really for us as a team, it makes it a lot easier on us to really just focus in and really figure out what we can do to win on Saturday. You are the underdog. You can yes. play the spoiler role. 13-and-a-half-point yes. underdog. I know you guys don't care about that, but... From me, from my standpoint, I love that the expectation is that BYU is not going to win the game. I like that because you have thrived in this role before this season. Yes, yes, we have. So, I mean, it's nothing new to us. We, we know what we need to do. We just need to really just take a lo- another step forward in, in focusing this week as a team. In September, you guys got two such wins, the double-digit dog on the road <laughs> at Arizona, at Wisconsin. Wisconsin was a huge margin, right? 23 yes. and a half or something crazy. Um, so how do, you, how do you summon that kind of performance now in late November from September? I th- I really, I don't think we changed too much. I mean, we, we know what we did those weeks to win, and, you know, the weeks where we didn't win, we knew that we messed up on not doing what we did that week uh, to win. So really, we're just going to go back to what we know how to do. What were some of those things? Um, 100% execution, and defensively and offensively. Really, we, we know we, we have the play. We know what they're going to do. We just have to execute a play, do our 111th. And from there, that's where we usually see the good things come. Defensively, no Corbin Kafusi mm-hmm. out for the year, it would appear. Yep. Uh, that's a big loss, especially for a, a guy like you uh, on yep. the defensive line. So how does that line make up for the lack of what's been – he's been the best player? You know, it's kind of been that rhetoric. You know, we have a lot of young kids on the team that are willing to step up and, and fill that role. You know, you have his little brother, you have Lopa as well, that are able to, to fill that role in. Who's Lopa? Oh, uh, Uriah. Uriah, Uriah Leotella. Yeah, Uriah, yeah. Sorry. I'm like, who's Lopa? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so it's really kind of that next man up mentality. They're, they're both ready uh, to perform. They've been practicing all season just as much as Corbin has. So I'm excited to see how they perform. And they had a good game this past week, too, both of them. So it will be, will be okay. Trajan Peely, BYU defensive lineman with us on BYU Sports Nation. How much do you know about Utah football at this point? Uh, obviously, they're good. They're, they're a really good team. You know, I, I'm a defensive guy, so obviously I watch their defense a lot. And they're a really good defensive team. Uh, offensively, I know they lost a couple weapons, but they kind of just reload and find a couple other guys to fill in. So, they're, I mean, they're, you can't say they're not a good team. They're, they're a good team, uh, but that means we're just going to have to make some more plays than they will this week, you know? Are you ready to play in the snow if it comes to that? Because it's supposed to hey. snow Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> you know, I'll play in the snow, mud, rain, whatever you want. I love football, so I'm okay. <laughs> After the Utah State game, you guys have been giving up 15.4 points per game. What changed besides the teams you played? Uh, it's execution defensively. So sometimes, you know, we, we try, feel like we have to make do more than what we have to do, uh, do more than just our 111th, and that's kind of where you see the mistakes happen in our defense, the little the holes. And so really we just went back to doing what we do each, each person, do your job and, and good things happen. How does this week differ in preparation because it is Utah and it is the rivalry and BYU's lost seven straight? So how does this week compare to others? Well, it, it, it's Utah. So, I mean, this is every, everything is stacked up to, especially, you know, because it's the last game of the regular season for the bowl game. Hasn't so. happened in a long time. No. Since 2010, I believe. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 
now you play it's a, now you play Utah. We talked about the streak, seven game streak. Is that a thing that you use as motivation at all? Hey, we um, as a program have lost seven. We need to snap that. Or are you like I don't care? You know, it's one of those things you want to do for all the fans. You want you want to do it for BYU and the university. You know, although I haven't been here the past seven years. BYU fans have been here for 30, 40 plus years. So. Matt Hadley and Gavin Fowler basically yeah. have been. <laughs> Gavin for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Grandpa so, Gavin. You know? <laughs> Do it for Grandpa Gavin. So, yeah, you want to, you really just want to win it for BYU and, and all the fans and the, the people of BYU. Okay, Michael Shelton made some comments relative to home and road environments, right? And he apologized, whatever. And it was nice to see that he was applauded on Saturday. I really like that. But you guys have been a really good road team. And, and and you've won some games there, so and you went on the road, uh, you know, two weeks ago. So what is it about the road that this team has used to leverage itself into some wins? You know, I think it's kind of just that underdog mentality. When you play on the road, you, you kind of take on the underdog. You don't have as much fans. Um, you're playing in the other territory. So it's kind of really just that underdog thing. I don't think it has anything to do really with the – the lack of fans is just our underdog mentality that we like. Do you think that anything that you'll see and feel Saturday will be any different than what happened at Wisconsin in terms of crowd size and and colors and swag and right? Well, yeah, I'm sure their fans are going to be passionate when we step on that field. So. Sure, <laughs> the booth the booze you know will be mean? a little more intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Wisconsin, you know, they're just like, oh, you know, this is another BYU team where it's whatever. But Utah, they know who we are. We know who they are. So. I'm sure they're going to come out ready, the fans. What are the, mess- what are the messages like from the coaches during a week like this? You know, it, it's one of those things. They, I don't think they want to explain or expound it too much. You know, they want the players to feel like, you know, just let me do my 111th, my job, and execute the, through practice this week. But at the same time, no, they're going to like, you know, we need to step it up just a little bit more. And so I, I'm interested to see how practice goes today when we meet with the coaches and get, get things rolling. Is Thanksgiving Day a typical Thursday for you? Uh have the schedule yet? Uh, yeah, kind of. It's, pr- it's pretty much the same for us. Like you have a walkthrough? Yeah. Or oh, yeah. We see we have full practice, film, everything. In the morning? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so you take. So that's your turkey bowl. That's my turkey of, bowl. Right? And then later, <laughs> my turkey you, bowl is on Saturday. Can you, you know? eat the same way that you would normally? But this uh, is in season. And you're a football player. You know, I, I heard turkey's pretty healthy for you, so I just have a, not a lot of turkey. <laughs> so. <laughs> that's solid. Yeah. Just treat yourself to some. You know what I mean? Treat okay. yourself. Nice. <laughs> Love it. Trajan, great to have you with us. Thanks for coming and hanging out with us uh, in the outdoor climate at Deseret First Credit Union. Uh, we appreciate it. This is nothing it. compared to Saturday. Which uh, no, yeah, no, I'm pretty yeah. Chilling, so shining. Yeah, this is, this is they, these people are friendly. Yeah, just wait. Uh, but BYU Sports Nation karma. Let's give it to you. It's like good luck. Awesome. I Thank see you. at Thank least one you. tackle for loss. Absolutely. At Probably least. a couple sacks. Maybe a couple that. sacks. You know, hey. you know, let's, yeah, let's be uh, ambitious. Let's go. You know a couple I mean? sacks. You yes. know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe a fumble recovery. It's, it's yeah. been good lately. I mean, we've had some notables on that have performed and really utilized the karma. Cross country, finishes second. Second and seventh, Matt Hadley had two touchdowns on Saturday night. He came on last You're going to have a great day. You're going to have a great day. I can feel it. Great football game. Thank you. Yes, man. Thanks, (laughs) Trajan. Thank you. Okay, coming up, what are the latest BYU Bowl projections? BYU's bowl eligible. This This is going down. And who had the better weekend, the BYU football team or Jerem and myself in our going for two picks? It's probably BYU football if you win by 35, right? It's Cosmo and Cornhole, right? Did he get one? I think he got one. Did he get one? This is BYU Sports Nation. Cosmo never misses. Fun fact. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tomorrow night on BYU TV, break down the Cougars' win against New Mexico State and look ahead to the Utah game with Dave, Blaine, Brian, and David on After Further Review. It's Tuesday nights. 
7 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Alongside Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. We are live from the Deseret First Credit Union campus branch on or in Provo, Utah. It's not a ward. It's branch. In Provo, Utah. It is rivalry week. BYU and Utah will line it up. The Cougars trying to break a seven-game losing streak. They are a 13.5-point underdog. Perfect. This all sets up perfectly. To play the role of spoiler? (laughs) Absolutely. Do it. Is the emotional high enough that Utah overlooks BYU? No, that's not going to happen. Just go and get a win, man. I don't, I don't care how. Yes. Just care. find a way. Just win. If it's three to nothing, all out. I would. I would take it two to nothing. Amazing. Whatever. Amazing. All right, let's go for two, shall we? Can you predict the future? Yes. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, going into the New Mexico State game. I held the lead over Jerem of 10 to 7.5. Here's how it works. We each make two picks. Each pick is worth one point. If we get them both right, you have a maximum of two points per week. Jerem, remind the people and then tell them how you did. Number one, I said BYU will rush for 200-plus. That was a super bold prediction against a terrible defense. They rushed for a season-high 317. Yes, they did. Number two, BYU will win the turnover battle. Ooh, that was a little closer than I thought it was going to be. BYU won 3-2, to so I got... Two for two. All right. First times all year. Jerem's up to nine and a half. You're back-to-back weeks of two for two. Well, look at that. It's because you're making them a little little less crazy. I call it the anti-Brian Logan theory. (laughs) Number one, I said BYU will score 24-plus in the first half. They had 31 points in the first half. I was a little concerned after the first quarter, but then I thought, nah, this team typically starts slow and then plays better in the second quarter, and sure enough, they blew it up in the second quarter. You already scored eight quarters in a row, by the way. Wow. Pretty good. How about that? Uh, number two, I said Tanner Mangum will play for more than one quarter. <laughs> Unbelievable. Here's here's how this gets ruined. B- New Mexico State is punting late in the third quarter with like two minutes left. And the ball hits a BYU player on the punt down. Your boy uh, Jalen Vickers. Vickers. Jalen yeah. Vickers on a terrible punt yep. hits it and New Mexico State recovers and Tanner's entrance into the game is delayed because New Mexico State takes the ball over so he only my plays man, my man Jalen Vickers come on man my man Jalen Vickers he was going to play in more than one <laughs> quarter that was confirmed to me after the game by the coach is like oh yeah he was going to go in uh, well, late third quarter <laughs> can finally can finally smell you now down a minute a uh, minute <laughs> point and a half you've been down 11 minute, to 9 sure. and a, I've been down a lot yeah yeah, I have. I have 11 out of a possible 22. Jerem at 9.5 out of 22. Yeah. We'll make our going for two picks for picks. the Utah game coming up on Friday. Black Friday with BYU Sports Nation. Do we Black a- Monday. We're both wearing black. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Well, we, I did that because I was hoping that the sun would shine. It would make it a little warmer. And now it's kind of a little too warm in this coat for me. I'm I'm cold now. You're cold now? The wind picked up or something. I don't know. All right. Jerem's cold. <laughs> I'm I'm good, though. It's pure Utah. We do this every Monday as well as recap our going for two picks. We look at each and every one of BYU's opponents and how they did over the weekend. Hit it. The Utah Utes are now Pac-12 South champions for the first time ever. They beat Colorado 30-7. Jason Shelley, the backup quarterback, threw for 221 yards in the win. Utah now 8-3. They're guaranteed 
again, at least a share of the Pac-12 South, but they will, more they importantly, win. play in the Pac-12 championship game against Washington State. Now look at the former opponents earlier in the season. Arizona, Khalil Tate's four touchdown passes. Not enough. Arizona fell to seventh-ranked Washington State. 69-28. Wazoo put up 55 in the first half. 55 in the first half. Wildcats now 5-6. and six. So BYU has three teams on the schedule that have a losing record. Everyone else winning. Arizona needs to beat rival Arizona State to get bowl eligible. There you go. The Cal Bears were supposed to play Stanford, but understandably it was rescheduled due to fires in the Bay Area. That that said, man, we are praying for you. Our thoughts are with everyone that's being impacted and affected by this, not just in Northern California, but the Southern California fallout as well. Everybody stay safe. Cal Stanford, December 1st is when that game will go down. Wisconsin, it took three overtimes for the Badgers to beat Purdue 46-44. Jonathan Taylor rushed for 321 yards. How many did he rush for against BYU? 117. Yeah, pretty good. Badgers are 7 and 4. Washington. 16th ranked team in the country. They're now 8 and 3. We skip McNeese, by the way. We just don't care, I guess. Man. 42 23 win against Oregon State. The Huskies scored 28 first quarter points and didn't look back. They take on Washington State this week in the Apple Cup. That's so, Friday. Now, what's interesting is they have a rivalry game too, but it won't impact Washington State playing in the Pac 12 championship game. Just like Utah has a rivalry game and it won't impact their status. I thought Washington was one game behind. They are. Would Washington not win the Pac 12 North? Really? Why? Isn't the tiebreaker head to head? I I have been told that B, that Utah will play Washington State, but maybe that maybe there's a technicality there. Technicality? You tie and then you win the head to head. Either way, B, either way, Utah lost to Washington and Washington State in the regular season. So yeah, the Aggies lost on a hail mary to Colorado State. What? Oh wait, until it was found that the receiver who caught the game winning. Hail Mary had stepped out of bounds and was the first to touch the ball. So Utah oh. State actually won the game. 29-24. Aggies 10-1 and play at Boise State for the Mountain West Mountain Division title. If they so beat if you're Boise good State, in Utah, you win division titles. If Utah State beats Boise on the blue, then validation in they're my legit. opinion for the season. Then they're legit. Validation for the season. Hawaii ended a four-game losing streak and finally got bowl eligible. It got weird against UNLV. <laughs> they, they hadn't were, won since BYU. They were down by a couple of touchdowns, but freshman quarterback Siobhan Cordero came in and threw three touchdowns. The backup to who? Cole McDonald had a fun. Yes, and he was the backup to Alabama quarterback. Oh, yeah, Tua. Tagovailoa. Yeah. In Hawaii at his high school. I was like, he's the backup quarterback on Hawaii. Congratulations to Hawaii. Seven wins on the season. They're headed to a bowl game. Northern Illinois lost 13-6 to Miami of Ohio. First loss in the MAC for the Huskies. They're 7-4. Boise State and Utah State, as mentioned before, will meet this week for a Mountain Division Championship in the NWC. The Broncos beat New Mexico 45-14. They're 9-2 on the season, ranked 21st. UMass got rolled by Georgia 66-27. UMass finishes the year 4 8 Though UMass did put up 400-plus total yards of offense against Georgia. Oh, that's cute. Coming up, Jimmer gets buckets and two Cougars play in Monday Night Football tonight. Plus the latest bowl projections for BYU in the whip next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guest, ESPN's Trevor Maddich and Trajan Peely, defensive lineman for BYU football. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. This week, we are loaded. Stay with us all week. Uh, we'll be off on Thanksgiving Day, but every other day. We're going to be joined by Max Hall this week, John Beck, and Steve Young. Uh-huh. You know who won't join us? Dennis Pitt. No, let's get let's, Dennis let's, on. No, let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. No time. We only have three more shows. Hey, he beat Utah. 
BYU beat New Mexico State 45-10 on a season high, 317 rushing yards and six touchdowns on the ground. Four from freshman Lopini Katoa, a freshman record. Cougars play Utah. This just in Saturday, uh, 13 and a half point underdog. Listen to the bold projections, people. The latest ESPN and Sports Illustrated projections have BYU facing North Texas in the first responders bowl in Dallas on December 26th. The Sporting News has BYU at the Independence Bowl facing Miami. Oh, that'd the be awesome. real you on December 27th. That's not an ESPN on Bowl, though, right? Nope. And CBS has the Cougars in Santa Clara at the Red Box Bowl facing Oregon. I literally didn't know that was a bowl game until this moment. December 31st. New Year's Eve in Santa Clara at the Red Box Bowl. The payout is $2 for each team. (laughs) Men's basketball. A free Red Box rental for every participant. It's almost free already. It's like a dollar or two. (laughs) Men's hoops beat Alabama A&M Saturday, 91-60. Yoli Childs put up its third double-double of the season. The Cougars host Rice Wednesday, 9 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Cross country. Getting it done. Men's team taking second place it at the NCAA Cross Country Championships in Wisconsin. Connor Mance, Roy Linkletter, Connor McMillan, and Clayson Shumway all finished with All-American status. The women's team took seventh. Congratulations at Nationals. Erica Burke-Jarvis and Courtney Wayman, All-Americans. Volleyball. Number one ranked BYU women's volleyball still unbeaten. 27-0 after a sweep of Pacific. Ronnie Jones-Perry led the Cougars with 16 kills. All she did was hit 519. Regular season finale. Shot at perfection going into the tournament at LMU. Jimmer. Oh, we have undervalued that. They have one more game for a perfect regular perfect season? Perfect regular Let's go. season. Jimmer for that. 41 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, and a 105-95 Shanghai Sharks victory. Cougars in the NFL. Taysom Hill threw one for two for 10 yards, had a tackle, and four yards rushing on three attempts. Ziggy Ansah had a sack, two tackles, two quarterback hurries in a 20-19 win against the Carolina Panthers. Cougars overseas. Tyler Haas scored 31 points in a 79-69 Huesca victory. Yeah, he's coming along with that team. And Kyle Collins worth 16 points, three assists, two steals for the Raptors G League affiliate in a 126-111 loss. He's in Canada. He might as well be overseas. Elijah Bryan had 20 points, seven rebounds, and four assists in a 99-83 victory for Hapua Elliott in the Israel Winners League. Women's basketball. UA beat Eastern Washington 80-65. Swimming and diving. Finished second place in the Mizzou Invitational over the weekend. Peyton Sorensen had the fastest 50-yard freestyle in the country during the mean, uh, the meet. Rather, The women's team finished fifth. Today's rise and shout, I'm giving it to men's and women's cross country. Awesome. Question of the day, what did you see from BYU on Saturday that gives you more or less confidence going into the Utah game? Our elite tweet of the day from Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years and at Otis Mitoka Ami. Get after it from the jump before the game starts somehow put into our team's head that we're down 14 and we need to get those points back now. We can roll <laughs> over the boys up north. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Coordinator's Corner with Greg Rebell coming up next.